Welcome to Biggest Geek S. We are your hosts. I am Randy. And I'm Joe. This is episode 118 of our show, and the date is Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. It is. <clears throat> Less than one week to Christmas. I know, man. I'm pretty pumped. I like Christmas. Mm -hmm. Going to go to church in the morning and then come back and have a little Christmas dinner. A couple of folks coming over. It's going to be nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're doing that, except we're the we're doing the opposite. Oh, kind of. <laughs> we're going to church and then going to someone else's place. Even better. Yeah. So yeah, uh, there is plenty of time for folks to get um, um, their favorite person on the planet who games. There's there's plenty of time to get gift cards from Biggest Geekus if you like. Big Geek Emporium, you know it. Big Geek Emporium gift cards are available. Yeah. All so, right. how was this week for you, man? Well, I'm working my butt off. I had to pull carpet out of a room, so I worked a little bit. Whiner. <laughs> your job, your job doesn't have many physical requirements. Nope. But but working working in academia probably has stressors of its own. Mm, yeah, it does. Especially, Especially when you have to be around other academics. That can be very stressful. <laughs> man, we got a good crowd though. Looks like. Oh man, good folk. A lot of people in the house. Ladies in Green Apple, Tim Scott, Darth. Look at them just rolling in like total BAs. Malachi and Martinson. Even L came in early as usual. Patrick Demo in the house. Mr. Blavan. Hello, everyone. Glad you're here. Very much, very much glad. I appreciate everybody coming in. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, some of the topics we have. They're interesting. I think it's going to be fun. We're going to do a couple of even the main topics, not all that long, or it might be, it might be crazy long. I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, didn't do any gaming this week, but should David Giles show up? I have been working like a madman on my adventure. And David uh, Giles showed up at your house. Is that what you said? I'm worried he might. He said he's trying to crack that whip. He says he wants a new version of that adventure, pronto. So, yeah, no, and you you said. Uh, you sent me instructions for doing something I don't know how to do. The okay. ad. The ad. Yes, that's a different thing. But we need, we got to figure something out. I'll do some research on that. I need to get that. Let me write that down. I, I was planning on doing that anyway. I got to get a full page ad for that magazine. So we can uh, be, uh, spread the good word of biggest geekus. And I mean, we could just put our thing up, our thing. That probably wouldn't be a good idea in a magazine. Maybe not. Uh, our so, logo, such yep. as it is, and just mm -hmm. say, get our get your stuff, a, a mantra or two. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not an ad guy, so. We'll it figure it out. It will. I'll super figure it out. Work. I'll figure it out. It'll be something. It'll be oh, something. could go on Fiverr and see if someone is willing to uh, do an ad for us. What is Fiverr? Fiverr is a site where you can get people to do stuff for you. Um <laughs> Are you just call my fiber? Well, ostensibly, it'll probably cost you a little bit more. But okay. say okay. what you want, 
what you need someone either you either find someone that's already saying what their services are and you say hey can you do this for me or you put a i think what you normally do is you put a job up and people say hey i can do that can you do it for a dollar <laughs> two dollars two dollars right well they want their two dollars well each cheap in a buck i want my two bucks but uh yeah i've been uh I've been doing some game, not game. I'm the, the game work I've been doing has been on uh, the adventure, and I think I've, I'm really happy the direction is going. So, oh, a freelance company. Thanks, Darth. Thanks for the appropriate word. <clears throat> Freelancer. Freelancer. Excellent. Let them lance the freedom. Well, I put some <clears throat> extra skin in the game. <clears throat> oh, you did. I got, uh, what is it called? Chronicles of Ares. I got the uh, yes. That sounds familiar from Nerd Cognito. Uh, let me see. Mister Max is asking about email. Let me see. I looked at the inbox when I got home from work, and I didn't see anything. Let me see. I know David Gow and I had some good back and forth on demons and devils, and was heading down the path of what was the last thing we talked about. But he just we just go back and forth on that. That was fun. Uh, David and I kind of go into he goes into great length. So I don't know if I'd want to share all the emails because they're just really long, but they're good. I mean, he's got a lot of good stuff. He sends his emails too. But if Mr. Bovan sent you an email, man. Check that poop out. But uh yeah, so I didn't do much this week as gaming. I did uh we had a Christmas party Saturday. That was fun. Joe and Jen didn't get to come, which was a shame, but we did have fun. And I went, did not go to school this week, got to the gym twice this week so far. And uh, today I did hit the gym, pulled out carpet, basically just being a pimp. You know how it is. So, okay, we got a major issue here. Hmm. What's wrong? You got the Dungeons and Delvers. um... Oh, no emergency. Hopefully, is it a joke? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it'd be a good joke. Oh, gosh, what happened? Um, the innards of his book don't match the outards. Ooh, messed up. So, uh, yeah. We'll figure something out. I'm not sure what to do um, except to contact Lulu and have them send you a replacement. So, yeah, please actually send the right one because he wants the correct innards. Hey, Legion. Dude, Legion of Myth is here. He got me today. I got suckered in on your uh, video. So, but it was good. And I don't think it's all that fakey anyway. I, I think that's probably a pretty good guess <laughs> of how things are going. Um, hmm. Green Apple says Lulu screwed up. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. The whole Shut book that. thing. Is that a shocking thing? Does Lulu generally jack things up or not? I, I don't think, but. <laughs> I don't think they are, but it's, you know, they, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Bravan says, I'm, I'm thinking of the dude all eager to learn about credit union in U- Utah that will receive a Dungeons and Delvers book. <laughs> what the heck? This looks like fun. I want to get into this. <laughs> no. Yeah. Legion of Myth definitely gave some Christmas cheer. I was totally suckered up until the it, moment. It, no, he got the, he got what he did was he got the holidays wrong. It's not, it's not uh, um, April Fool's Day. It was still good. It was funny though. The thing is, I don't think it's far from inaccurate. No, no, that's what makes it. Um, 
That's what makes it more funny because it's totally believable. And we're going to talk a little bit about that too in one of the segments today about some people that have made some predictions that aren't far away from what uh, Legion um, mentioned in his little eight, 10 minute video. Um, Yeah. So, but anyway, um, anything exciting with you besides working your butt off this week? Well, Oh, I was saying I got, well, we're going to find out um, if it's a Lulu screw up or somehow, I, I, I don't, I can't imagine that uh, Dungeons and Delver's creator has the innards of the Utah credit union manual <laughs> to even put in there. So it has to be their screw up and nobody else has complained about this. Is it the same thickness, Mr. Max Boivan? Is it the same? Yeah, it's a re- he put in a revision, but it's basically the same length. So <laughs> I, but I, I ordered one of those, yeah. and uh, so I will be getting mine. But oh, let me see when I'm getting mine. Uh, let's see. Expected shipping was the first of January. Still first of January. So it's going to be a couple weeks before it's getting shipped. It's all over the place. I've been getting them in all the Christmas presents and things, and it's always fun. So. But I wanted to uh, support some of the guys out there. Yeah. So I got the Chronicles thing. I even have it open in a window here. Uh, Let me hit that and go. You said the the book block get cover, so the thickness must be similar. So did it did it look like this on the outside? Is that what he's saying? So maybe I'm not sure what he's trying to say there. Yeah. Thickness must be similar. So the, 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 he's saying that uh, I think he's saying that it looks fine until you open the cover. So oh, okay. Dimensions, the internal dimensions must be all the same. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick had mentioned this once. He said, Patrick Demo says, you may find an outline for D&D insurance in Max Boivin's copy of Dungeons and Delvers. Yeah, he's talking about D&D insurance. Like, man, insurance for my game? Insurance for my character, maybe if I die. I don't know. So uh anyway, which you ready to jump into the main topic? I am going to show something right quick. Oh, yeah, that means Joe's not ready. He wants to share or sorry, present. So this is something you got? Yes, Chronicles of Ares. I believe the guy at Nerd Cognito has a friend as a is friends with the creator of this. Who's the creator of this? Oh, here, I'm going to put this up. Thank you, L, for the suggestion. The Ennies are, uh, have started. Oh, thank you, L. Yeah. If anyone there has an in-world account, they should nominate Biggest Geekest Podcast on Anchor for Best Podcast of 22. Yes, you should. That's yes, a great should. idea. Not best new podcast, but best, best podcast. Best, baby. <laughs> That's cool. But this Chronicles of Ares, is, is it a setting book? Or a new it's RPG? a setting book for 5e, though, like most setting books, you can uh, most likely, I'm sure, um, you can uh, adapt it. Oops, wow, that was fast. Um, you can adapt it to... Uh, Whatever system, I'm sure. Yes, this is the dude because he has a lot of anthropomorphic. What yeah, lots of animals. What's his name? Can you see the name of the author? 
Um, I, I knew it. Yeah, Greg Lambert and Franklin Mills. Yeah, I think Lambert is – I think that's right. He was on Nerd Cognito a week or two ago. He's been on a couple of times. I've heard of the Chronicles of Aries. Yeah. So. Mostly uh, one of the reasons I I wanted to show it is because I wanted to show the art. Yeah. Because a lot of people have been talking about the, the art being yep. very good. It is good. It's like good it. art. It's nice. But And it's and he was mentioning – I listened to a recent uh, – He's been on Nerd Cognito a couple of times. Yes, I think he's friends with that show. And uh, so he was mentioning how the art is a bit, it's loading, is distinct from Wizards of the Coast art. Yeah. Uh, In that, uh, I can't remember, I'm not sure what, um, what you would call the style they they use over at Wizards of the Coast, but it's a the modern modern gaming books will have kind of that kind of uh, style. Um, some of it's edgy, some of it's uh, very highly stylized. Uh, some of it tries to be um, more realistic, where this is not trying to be realistic. This creature that's you know there's a guy bent over. I'm not sure what he's doing. The person. Li- Looks like offering something to this large creature. It reminds me of one of those creatures from what was that show? Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal, yeah. So I know what what and if you read through the book, it's you're gonna see that it borrows heavily from different um well-known fantasy or whatever IPs. So um it's inspired by. I wouldn't say it's some people might go a little farther than that, but I think he's just taking inspiration from the various uh stories we know. And kind of melding them all into one kind of uh, setting, right? But yeah, I encourage you guys to take a take a look at this. He has it on PDF as well. I'll put a link in the show notes for uh, this product. Okay. Yeah, that looks good. That's one that's available on Big Geek Emporium. No. Oh, boo! That'd be cool if it was. It would be. Yeah. We should have, uh, I think we should see if Ryan, you've been on the Nerd Cognito show. We should see if we can get Ryan David on ours. Yeah. He'd, he'd, be, be, he'd be a good guest. Fun to talk with. Oh, this is this is the uh, technical term for the <laughs> style that Wizards of the Coast uses. Another word for poop, starting with shh and ending with it. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a good analysis, Malachi. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the art was all that bad, but there are a lot of poop art later on. It got worse and worse. So, oh yeah, it's, uh, the player's handbook was really disappointing to me. It was not Art-wise. great. It was not great. The halflings, especially for some reason, oh. they got someone who didn't like halflings to do the halfling art. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, that is the case. Um, they've had. I, I don't know. I like the third edition art for the most part. Didn't care for fourth edition all that much. Not that it was horrendous, but didn't care for it. Um, I thought second edition was my favorite art. So, <laughs> art art. Cal Venoni has a different term, some different different technical terminology mm-hmm. for the art that Watsi uses. Um, mm-hmm. Anime fart art. I think that's probably a school of art, but <laughs> I, I could be wrong. Yeah, or school of fart, one or the other. Yeah. Oh, but. but yeah, I did that. I got Dungeons and Delvers and um, just wanted to show more support for the, the folks out there. 
I got one of the coolest gifts at the uh, White Elephant Gift Exchange. Can't read the label. Correct. Because it's blank. It's a blank trophy. I got that. At, that was the present that I got for White Elephant Gift Exchange at our party. Which is so you, you get to say what it's for. Which is for Cabin Con. It's perfect. Oh, okay. So you can label it. You can yeah. label it. We can figure out what it's for, or it's just going to be the traveling trophy of right, whatever. whatever. Whatever it needs to is, be. Is that a um what kind is it just paper, that white spot, or is that a whiteboard thing? I'm not sure, but it's pretty smooth. It's slick. It doesn't feel like regular paper. So maybe it's a whiteboard thing you have to write on. And then and you can erase that's it. The case. And that's great. You can erase it. It's gonna be different every year. It does say number one though. So number yes, one. yes, yes. L says Randy got a participation trophy. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> that's true. Because that's what he deserves. It is, you know, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so you know, I should be. Um, I'm, I was listening. I, I started listening to this one podcast from a very not happy person that mm -hmm. I shared with Randy about oh, current man. events. Yes, and. Uh, then I listened to another one, and then they and he suggested when you get together during the holidays, don't get into arguments with your your family and friends about what's going on um, in the world. Mm -hmm. When you're there trying to enjoy the holidays, be at peace. So yeah. I should probably stop ribbing Randy. I should be <laughs> at peace. No, that makes doesn't that make you feel at peace when you rib me? Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm 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 still grinded. My gears are still gr ground grinded. Grind ground have, have been ground. Yeah, <laughs> about riding on the hood. So. <laughs> well, you know, I, I haven't got you back. I haven't been able to. It's best, it's best that you don't. It's best that you You insist on driving everywhere if we go somewhere. Too. You probably do that on purpose. <laughs> I would say it's smart on my part. So yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> you might get left. I know we left. All right. You want to say some no-no words? Yeah. Uh, let's get into why we're here. Yeah. And why we're here is I was, um, you know, in the interest of being at peace, uh, I wanted to talk about words that some folks um don't like us using so perhaps these are this is cautionary we should probably tell the people they shouldn't use these words is that what we're doing <laughs> no, we're not gonna do that oh oh that's yeah. right we're not we're, not we're going to laugh about this we're not commies so right and and hopefully we can get folks to um share words uh different words than we're going to be using Right. Hopefully words that we can say without getting kicked off of YouTube yeah. that are words that are um, we are being instructed not to use for one reason right. or another with the blanket term. They're problematic. Which is everybody's favorite word these days. Yeah. I tell you what, I just don't uh, you know, the word problematic is problematic, <laughs> but that's from our side. <laughs> oh, and Powder Puff Nerd has joined the fray. Hey, Powder Puff. Yes, you oh. need to throw in some words, too. Bruce snuck in here, too. Bruce Lombardo. Oh, look what he said. Bruce, start off well. I tell people how I feel about China, COVID-19, Trudeau, Trump, so the next holiday I have enough savings for a fishing trip. <laughs> no worries. 
Well, they'll definitely bring priests to your house because no one will want to come over. Yeah. Mm. Right. So, uh, and apparently I missed this. Pat got a, a fez. Oh yeah, that was sweet. Um, it had a D twenty on it, and it had a it was a rolling a one, so it was pretty cool. It should have oh. got stolen. Uh, whenever we play the game, the way we play the white elephant gift is you open a gift. It can be the next person that goes after you to get a gift can either take your gift or open another one. Um, and but a gift can only be taken or stolen twice. But no one stole it after he stole it from uh, Martinson. It's pretty good. Instead of problematic, it's moblematic. <laughs> That's true. First time I looked at it, I was like, mobilematic? What are you trying to say? Mob. 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 Hey, long shot. Long shot's in the house. Ah, <laughs> this, this was... Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I meant to hit that. Go ahead. Um, Powderpuff Nerd says, you can't say no. That hurts people. Uh, their little fifi. In their little fifis. Yes. And uh, T-shirt historian... Um, responded on discord that that was a good word to use because well, no one likes no <laughs> yeah uh legion i don't know about this he said is this the whoops legion oh, says sorry. this is okay this isn't the stanford list and they ended up locking behind an account due to backlash i don't know about this. no it just came out of our heads or rear ends yeah. whichever one you you want to <laughs> say right some would say there's no difference. And it was really inspired by the barbarian talk on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And we did some of that last week. Um, you know, to be honest, like, like Joe threw us a few at me via email. Um, and I, and, and I, I started off with a definition of problematic because that always comes up. It says posing a problem difficult to solve, open to doubt, debatable, not settled, unresolved, or dubious. But you know, they don't even follow the idea of a definition. So something being problematic. I mean, All that is fine too. Yeah. What you just said. Yeah. Problematic was fine to use until maybe five years ago when everything became problematic. Yeah. Um, I, hey, Aaron Dragon. Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. Indeed. Merry Christmas to everybody in the chat. That's right. We won't. Yes. We, thank you for reminding us. Christmas. Yeah, gosh, I can't believe we forgot it. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Comes up Sunday. Yeah. Um, some of the words were that Joe threw at me was like master, slave, barbarian. I added savage. I think you put oriental, exotic, and race. Mm. And then I tacked on species and gypsy. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> so you know, some of the words we thought, you know, can't use. No one wants, right. they don't want you to use. And I was thinking maybe we should. I, I said ten, so that's nine. I know. And I was thinking pagan, but nah, that's not quite as yeah. I don't know if problematic a... to these folks, but no, t-shirt historian suggested. So we'll add no to that list. Oh, the word no, yeah, because you're not supposed to ever say no. It's yes and or yes but. <sighs> Joe is naughty. He gets hickory flavored tofu for dinner. Yeah. Yeah, the ham is in the freezer. I can cook it if if I'm if I'm naughty and you won't cook <laughs> yeah, it for me. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is get it hot. I mean, honestly, true. And and really, who who really eats tofu and says they like it? What they really mean is they like the flavorings that are poured on top of it. Oh, Redskins, yeah, 
Yep. Redskins, that's football related, but still, that's a no-no word. Now they're the commanders, which I don't hate the word commanders. I don't, but it just seems. Here's a question. Why do they care? Why do they really care? Why do people, I mean, I mean, they have to be looking for this, right? It doesn't just show up and like, oh, my feelings are hurt because someone said master. Or my feelings are hurt because someone said oriental. Are they really a, hurt by this stuff? It's a puritanical mindset. Yeah. Because they've already been, they've constructed this worldview where all these things. Dark? Is that a bad word? Possibly. Possibly. Depends on the context, probably. <laughs> Cal, what about master and commander? <laughs> Is that okay then? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's what it should be. The uh, oh, the Redskins, Washington, the Washington Masters and Commanders. <laughs> that's what it should be. Uh, oh wow, I mean, that, that's definitely going to uh, go over well. But no, they're Puritans, so um, they're taking up causes. A lot of times, they're taking up causes for others an attempt to purify in their minds whatever media they get their hands on and unasked for especially even not to keep going back to football but and max said that the whole redskins thing a lot of american indians were fine with it they didn't care right so i don't know so i wonder in africa when warring tribes uh the winners often took some of the losers as slaves. Yeah. And then after a time, they started selling them to folks uh, from other countries. So yeah. I wonder if they had a word for the folks who were the slavers, what it wasn't, what was the African word? That would be interesting. We could probably not, we're probably, I'm, I probably just got our video kicked off of YouTube. It's <laughs> future. Probably mentioning truth. Truth. Fact. Yeah. yeah, and slavery is no good, no matter who's doing it. Uh, but some people seem to think uh, that America invented it. Yeah. Um, oh, what's the name of the show? I listen to the the guy that does it on the podcast. His name is uh, Jason Whitlock. He's a sports guy. I love that dude. And uh, what is his? I can't think of the name of the show, and I love it. But anyway, he he talks a lot about that. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but um. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. L says, Joe, that goes against Woman King's lies. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Jason you, talks. Yeah, fearless. The fearless. fearless podcast. It's a great podcast. Fearless podcast. Yeah. Woman King. Woman King. Yeah. Total big lie. Yeah, that's bull crap. No one believes that. You you watch the previews. You're like, that's ridiculous. Some 120-pound woman beating these big warrior dudes. Get out of here. That's yeah, but not that's, not, that's not the lie. Oh, Oh, that they were not slavers? <laughs> that they were rescuing or doing good things and, and all that other stuff? No, they were just defending their slave their slave ways against the British yeah. who were trying to end it. Yeah. I mean, the British had slaves at one point, too, but they had ended slavery. And then, I don't know the timeline, so I'm not the right person to... to uh, go into too much detail it was just yeah. hollywood falsehood i mean they do that with all kinds of things um hollywood gets a property and what they do is they um superficially like like tissue paper mm -hmm. 
they used that IP as tissue paper to cover up very poorly, cover up their own story or agenda that they're trying to push. Yeah. And in generally speaking, that story or that IP is, you know, not um, not adhered to very well. Yeah. Tim the Cafe Grognard said, uh, War Before Civilization, the Myth of the Peaceful Savage is a must read. Oh, there's one of the no-no words already, savage. Yeah. Um, and I just, here's the thing I find, and, and this is my own, and I know it's not right. I even did it last week when Mr. Bavion was talking about how you could use savages pejoratively, and I agree you can. When someone says you can't use a word, it makes me want to. Just, and I want to use it just to piss them off. That's the truth. So Powderpuff Nerd is correct, mankind. Because everyone is a woman in one fashion or another, apparently. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, mankind, uh, like every, like the, remember that uh, thing very recently where a minister in D.C. was doing a prayer for their prayer breakfast. It said, amen and a women. Yes. <laughs> and ev everybody who's, you know, knows what amen means wanted to slap him upside the head because Amen isn't referring to men. It's just the level of stupid that we have today that people just, yeah, just, I don't know. They don't even think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a Puritan. It's, I think it's some sort of Puritan instinct uh, where they just want to control what they believe they have taken over. The, the yeah. difference between uh, this industry, role playing, and say movies or media, uh, other kinds of media is with gaming. Yeah. We have a large collection of material that they haven't touched that we can use at our table at our leisure and game in whatever way we want. And they can't control it. Nobody can control it. Even the folks that like us uh, might want to say, Hey, you're doing that differently. Mm -hmm. Well, who cares? That's how we're playing. Yeah. So they can't well, do anything about that. No, they really can't. I mean, and similarly, like with movies and books from a particular period and before, you can always go back and read those or watch them and enjoy them. But gaming is unique in that we can create our uh, story, if you want to use the word. Right. That might know. be. Well, see, if the, right. It bothers some OSR folks, but. Yeah. Um, Right. So when we play our games, we play however we want, um, and they can't affect it. No. No, not really. Um, do you think that's the best approach to dealing with that? Lashing out, or, or, or even if you make fun of them, I mean, that's cool. It's cool. Like what we're doing here, we can talk about it. It's not like we can't go to their house and, and twist their arms behind their back and say, you're not going to do this anymore. This is not going to happen. They're going to complain. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to, uh, you know, say things are problematic. Um, they've infiltrated all of these industries through the HR departments of the various places. And once you get one person in, they just, you know, bring a, a few in until they have enough, you know, kind of like a cancer or nuclear material. Once it gets to a certain amount it, and it just ruins everything. 
Side note, Green Apple says, why does story bother folks? It's literally an unfolding story. Yeah, some of the OSR people, because uh, when they hear story, they hear someone, a DM writing his own story. They yeah, story them. gamer is kind of a um, pejorative. Yeah, pejorative because like, oh, you're you're forcing the players down a path. Everything is set. Everybody gets their script. I actually had a guy tell me, that, tell me that once. And I think his analysis of that game was not completely wrong. I was being a little railroady, but he was also being a little bit of a wine bag, in my opinion. But that's the there to there. Um, I do think that um, it is good to laugh at him. Uh, I made a list here um, of some of the things that happened in D&D and a few other role-playing games. We've talked about the drow and the orcs, uh, monster alignment. The one that I had never seen was, and Joe has all these links. He'll have all the links in the show notes. You know, the monster alignment we heard about, they're changing it so, you know, devils don't have to all be evil and most drow are not necessarily evil. Um, yeah, they've got it to where it's the evil drow are just one splinter group. But I had never heard that the Forgotten Realm should be replaced as the default setting uh, for D&D due to the abundance of insensitive cultural analogs in the campaign world. <laughs> which article was that from the that was from the forgotten realms yeah screen ran dungeons and dragons dated offensive problematic changes yeah that was one of them was legion yeah legion's saying it right playing an rpg is creating an emergent story yeah if I that's agree. what you want to call it that's what you want to call it it's not You're wrong to call it that it is a type of story we talk about it yeah, it's a very disjointed story, mm -hmm. but and that's it being disjointed and not following the typical pattern of storytelling, like say in a book or a movie or a television show. Some DMs, some DMs, uh, want to try to force story beats and rising action and tension yeah. and try to craft all that stuff like they were, you know something that it's not all that happens with randomness l asks D, &D has a um has a default setting now yeah it does since fourth edition um even third edition the books they try to default to Greyhawk, but yeah it kind of does now that's true yeah i mean if you did if you didn't have let's say a D, &D yeah if you didn't have any of the setting books you can imagine somewhat of an implied setting in how things work, but not countries or political organizations or anything like that. But how the world works a little bit, although even that's all subject to interpretation, you know, magic works this way, the memorization and all that, why it works that way is, is um, up to whoever's running the game, even if, the, if, if they even want to go into that. I wonder, is this a dirty word? Uh, welcome, Legacy Game Mastering. Another dirty word is unbalanced. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, we we there was a, a long fascination with balance, discussion of balance, and that's usually it still gets kicked players. around now and again. It sure does. I've I've gone from both. The, well, I never knew about it, never worried about it until third. Then it became a bigger discussion point at our tables, and I was worried about balance, but now I don't really care. The players are having fun. I don't give a crap. Yes. It's like you're acting. 
Right. So yeah, uh, Max Boivin says the point in story gaming is that the story is predetermined. You force your players through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's railroading. No, I don't like it. There are people that. Yeah. Okay, so so if you're doing a one shot, say mm-hmm. at a um, at a convention, railroading is probably what you do because you you say it's like you start them out at the the, the front door of the dungeon uh, and let them go from there. Because you can't, it's a four hour slot. If you're in a, if you're at a, like a paid table, it's a four hour slot that you've paid for and you need to get the most out of it. So you can't do a whole lot of town stuff to determine what you're going to do. So you have to, you know, start at the door, at the door, you see a yawning cavern in front of you. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. um, That's true. Uh, El says Matt Colville is complaining about D having combat do D combat having balance issues. Okay, yeah, sure. And then Legacy says where there's no ba- counterbalance is a myth. Dude, I, I I can't disagree with that because through no effort on my own, I as an experienced game master, well into third edition, I've cre- pulled encounters from the book that they said this would work, and I thought it would too. And it was super easy. And then I've done the same thing and it was diabolically hard. But I think a lot of it's due to, to rolls and stuff. You can't always account for that. You can't account for the rolling at the very least. I mean, yeah. uh... and sometimes players will think of like a player may, enjoy, like I may not think about, you go, look, here's going to be a, uh, there's going to be this creature. What did I use? It was a red cap in the end of third edition. I remember our buddy Philip. Uh, he had this contingency spell, and my red cap got up on his wizard, and they do crazy damage with this with a scythe. And he had like some kind of immediate action spell that did lightning damage, and then something else happened. And he totally murdered the red cap. And I was like, that should have been really tough, but he had it, he had it ready. He was prepared for that situation, and it paid off. And there, um, I just listened to yeah, it's two months behind, but Legion of Myths latest podcast release of their um, riffs uh, series mm-hmm. and, they t- and there's a quote about balance from the writer yeah. Keith no Kevin Sambita. Yeah. and he's talking about balance in riffs and it's a good lesson lesson for balance in, in just about any fantasy game as well the balance is not every character class has to has to be balanced against each other. They all have their thing that they do well, and they all have their weakness. The The trick for the fella running the game, mm-hmm. and I said fella, yeah. uh, running the game is to make sure to make a use of the strengths and weaknesses. Because mm-hmm. if all you do is combat, then your glitter boys will always shine, and nobody else will have a chance to shine. For instance, balance is not equity, and equity is not equity. <laughs> I, I have a question. I wonder. Oh, look at this t-shirt historian. He got to play with James Ward. That's one of the big old school guys on Saturday, and he TPK'd us. That's uh, some fine DMing there. That is yes. some fine DMing. To be TPK'd by Mr. Ward. I heard uh, Tim Cast is even worse. So. Well done, T-shirt. Well done. Um, 
You and know, that's the thing about stories in D and D. There's an abrupt end. Everybody <laughs> dies. How, yeah. That doesn't happen in regular stories. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, you got to use the word story very loosely with what you, what happens at the game table. Right. Yeah. I look. I I do think as a DM, you don't just want to. I mean, I don't want to randomly select monsters. Truly, randomly. First level party. Oh, you got to fight orcas today. Oh well, you know. But I do. I don't. I'll put in. I think. I think it was Bruce somewhere along the line. Sometimes you got to put characters in to teach the players that they got to run. Sometimes he's trying to even everything out with the wood chipper. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all even. There's a a rush song called the trees, and that's kind of what happens in it. Because some trees were complaining about other trees and made a big hubbub. And someone said, yep, we're going to end all this now and make all the trees the same height. So back to the question we didn't really get at was the Forgotten Realms, whether it's in default setting or not, an abundance of insensitive cultural analog. So basically they're saying every, if you have, um, what's the Caradur on there, if you have Mastika, all those places are culturally appropriating something. Is that the problem they have with that then? Because there's all these places yeah. in the Forgotten Realms that are like the real yeah, world. Yeah. Cultural sensitivity is for people without nuts. <laughs> Great, get over yourself. I mean, they're so there's it's such it's infantile. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's and it's in the West in places like we've talked about this before, like Japan. Mm -hmm. They love dressing up like Westerners. Yeah, someone in Japan be you know shaking their finger. Or wagging their finger like the lady I have on the on the uh, thumbnail over yeah. there at them, it's a thing. They dress like they dress like um, they emulate things that they like. So when we emulate things that we find interesting in our games, that's all it is. We're emulating things, mm -hmm. and a couple of the words in here are Asian and exotic, and it's really. It's really weird. Oh, hello. All right, Snow. I um we followed her on Twitter just today. Oh, She's cool. an author. So cool. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so what does she say there? It's discussions like that that make me aware of how much of a let's put that. Yeah. It's discussions like this that make me aware of how much of a blast from the past I am. A good GM at one time was a guide to their group. But rule zero stands. They are supreme overlord. I preach. I agree. Preach. Overlord. That's probably a naughty word now, too. Yeah, probably. But yeah, um, we we loved Oriental Adventures. Yeah. That's cool. Back in the day. We yeah. loved Kung Fu movies. Yep. Um, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee were were icons for us. The seven that, deadly venoms, dude. Right. Seven right. deadly venoms. We loved making fun of what the, the yeah. uh, dubbing they did. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it, it's just, it's weird that they call it cultural insensitivity. They Come just, on. They're just, I think it's um, a product of environments where people aren't, people's um, um, preconceived notions aren't challenged. Right. You know, they just, they get to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and no one says, hey, 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 um, I don't think so. None of that, no, that doesn't happen. Or if it does, yep. they get... Um, thrown off the island, kicked out of the college, you know, they lose their job, um, whatever. 
Legion says uh, her his wife, who is Asian. My wife says you're allowed to love Oriental adventures. Thank you. Tell Great. You. Uh, I, we probably need that. We all need to have some kind of card where we are endorsed <laughs> by an authentic Asian person. Right. Although um, Quan, the Quan guy, David oh, Quan, yeah. David Quan, yeah. um, he said that's not good enough. Even if you're married, I think he was uh, digging at <laughs> Legion. Even if you're married to someone who's Japanese, you can't. You can't play these things. How about this, David Kwan? How about I don't care? I don't need anybody's endorsement, and I can play any way I want to, and I can do all sorts of weird stuff at my table, and you can hmm, suck it. Spurg. We can say Spurg. Thank you. <laughs> That's allowed. Okay, cool. But not that I would. I mean, I'm not looking to hurt people's feelings, but sometimes when they when they come off with this bull crap, it really just makes me want to do it. Stuff that I wouldn't do anyway. I just want to say it more and more. Right. Well, this started in and t-shirt. It brings up a very good point. Daniel Kwan is a grifter. Yep. Um, he just wanted to get paid for doing candle keep mysteries and doing some generic kung fu stuff. I'm editorializing. Yeah. Um, he also got mad because of species. Right, right. But this I remember it had to be four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. There was a professor who had done a study on D&D, &D, mm -hmm. and he was looking at the old um, books, sure. old D&D &D books. Right, AD&D &D before? Right, the Free? little pamphlet books. Oh, white box, right? gotcha. All black and white drawing, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, there's only white people in these books. Which was not Remember true. Remember that? Remember that's that? Yes, but that's not true. Right, so he, he said, there's only white people in these books. When you look at it, there's an, an Asian dude, but it's and it's line drawing. So the pa paper's white, the lines are black. So he it's dumb. I mean, how did this guy become a PhD and couldn't see that this is line drawing? This isn't there was a, an oriental fella, um, someone from the Middle East, uh, as a, a spellcaster of some kind. There's a few of them, like three or four. There's a woman in there. And it's just uh, yes. stupid. Yep. Uh, I wish I hope I can find that a friend of ours said the same thing to me. And I said, no, you're wrong. In fact, there's a, a guy with a turban in there, a wizard. So he's apparently, I mean, that would be what? Middle Eastern, maybe? Oh, so Tunka Todd. I love saying his name. Tunka. It's a good name. Um, again, I say the word I have issue with is problematic. Yes. I just noticed that he was here. Hello, Tunka. Yeah, it's um, yeah. There's various reasons why these words are problems for people. Uh, sometimes, like with the with Asian or Oriental, yeah, um, it's actual. It's an actual person of Asian descent who's from Canada, so he probably has very little um, personal experience to draw from. But he's doing his best to wag his finger at everybody and change the books. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, uh, someone said that, repeated something to me. I grabbed the old book, said, look, you're, you're actually wrong. Here's two women almost immediately. And here's a dude who's clearly not white because he's got the turban. That makes no sense. At a bare minimum, he's some Middle Eastern, Far Eastern person. So, you know, yeah, you know, that's and who was it? Max, uh, Mr. Max makes the point you did. You know, if, if 
if the drawing is not in color, how can you tell someone's race is, is their skin color, whatever? You can't. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I didn't know anybody that this mattered to. It no. only started mattering in the last decade, maybe. Which makes it sound very to weak. Certain people. Nobody, nobody cared. Is do you think just I tell you what I want to do because I'm like I said, everybody knows I'm I'm writing an adventure. Um I'm also at work with a couple of the guys on an RPG. And I I've told one of my co-conspirators multiple times when he's had to deal with that, say at Gen Con, some of this silly stuff. I want to write that stuff. Um I want to write that stuff in there on purpose. Like, you know, I, I almost want to say, just to piss them off, look, in my world, uh, there's no homosexuals. You know what I'm saying? Just to right. make them mad. Just to make them mad. Right. Not because I, not, not I care what the sexuality of your character is. I literally don't. In fact, when we play D&D, that's not even a concern. I'm not sure why you even worry about it. But because we kill monsters and take their stuff. But um, I don't understand. They get so mad about stuff. It's just like, I just want to really piss them off. But that's probably not a good attitude, right? No, but I think what you can do, and it's legitimate, right? This is about adventuring. So you have people who look heroic uh, on the cover of your, of your book and in, in in whatever interior art you might have if you make a book. Yeah. So um, you have a big Conan-looking dude on your cover. Right. And... Um, you could even have like the Star Wars themed, like a like an homage to the Star Wars, uh, a New Hope poster, right? With right. Luke with the lightsaber and Leia's hanging off his leg, right? right. <laughs> you can have, pay homage to that in a fantasy vein, mm-hmm. kind of like they do with a lot of art. Yeah. Without being too um, problematic, but you have a manly want- dude. I want to be problematic. That's the thing. I yeah, but you don't you don't have to go that far. You don't have to say none of these kind of people are in my game. You don't have to do any of that. You can do it in a very under understated way. Oh wow. Uh t-shirt said something just goes along with some of Max's joke and the fear of DD one. I hate to say this because I fear I may have spoken into existence, but look for DD one to have a form of social credit score. I ranted about it this past Saturday and people's blood ran cold. Uh, sorry, yeah, that would be pretty bad. Well, social credit scores are are coming. They they already have them over in the east, and they're starting to over in Europe in one way, one fashion or another. And honestly, reputation here is kind of a social credit score. Yeah, I and mean, if your credit your credit if your reputation gets slandered by the the woke mob, it's kind of operates in a similar fashion. Not completely, not completely, but it, it, it does it does have a shade a shade of that. And uh, people yeah. want it. People want it. Yeah. Tim Captain Grognard says Monsters and Treasures, which is the second or third book, the purple worm is also white. How racist. Yes, Caucasian purple worm. It should be ashamed of itself. And David Gall says, I'm problematic because I'm a, I'm a white dude. So maybe whatever I make, I don't need to worry about. It. Just have a small little picture of my face so they can see, oh, a white guy wrote it. Now we need to hate it. Yeah, put our put our uh, faces inside cover. Yeah, just a little in the corner somewhere, so they can go. Oh my god! Oh, no, that's that's going to be the name of the company. 
the the imprint two, two white, white dudes, dudes. <laughs> there you go. two white dudes i mean <laughs> oh, oh goodness <sighs> well you know there were some others and i know these were older the uh, other rpgs to kind of squeeze a few things in here uh, warhammer had the female space marine right and Right, because some people are, in this article, it says what really went down. There were space marines back in the day, but but the actual lore from people who know what they're talking about, most of these are from people who get told instead of people who know. Right. And everybody I've I've talked to who's, who knows or who I've listened to, not talked to personally, they all say the same thing. There were never male a female space marines there was a female offshoot and they might have existed at some point early on but and i can't remember what they're called somebody here Dave sisters Gow. of battle right. battle thanks Dave so they existed as a separate thing and they were i think that they they i think that happened because of the situation there they had to because all the dudes were dead or something like that i can't remember but had sisters of battle, and then all the space marines were guys because the space marine program is built for men. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. I don't know all the technicalities, but the whole space marine program is built around dudes. Mm-hmm. RH makes a good comment here. Uh, wrong person. Not keep, they keep talking so fast. They're awesome here. Uh, they can't. Police what I create. My modile, I don't know what that is, my, is mine. My dungeon's my dungeon, and I will not comply. Good on you. Very good on you. Yeah, that's a new word for us here. We're, yeah. we're not we're not as educated as some other folks. I still like modile, it. Modile, I don't know. I still like it. Don't comply. It's a good word. Keep using that word. Yes. Whoops. Module. She said this module. is the level of this is our level of sophistication we have here at Biggest Geekus. <laughs> boob arm, boob armor best armor no she meant module module right module yes okay i didn't modile sounds like a thing though it does it sounds like something that we probably i i should make a modile i feel like i should yeah that's what i'm gonna write that down create a modile that's cool um yeah so um and then did you did you read the the vampire 5e i remember this happened way back when i tried reading some of these they're hard to read. Oh. No, I know. Well, the one, the one, um, which one was it? <laughs> um, I can't remember which one it was. One of these, it was like a line of text f- surrounded by ads. Gosh, I mean, I know. all of this stuff. And it, hey, we want to send you a notification. I said, hey, well, screw you. And people, close the window. The people that are making the five V5 vampire game. Um, yeah, t-shirt. I agree is garbage. I, I don't. I agree because I don't like the people, but I trust. I trust your analysis. T-shirt V five is garbage, but they um, it based it on this this guy because one part of the original words in the in that book said something about the Bruja would be dressed like this this or a neo Nazi, and this guy wrote a huge article and I looked at the article and he just went nuts on that one part of the phrase saying, oh, they make their game for neo Nazis. No, he said the Bruja might dress like these five things, and neo Nazi was one of them. Holy right. And, cow. and the other, the, the, one of the other problems, that's why I stopped reading it when in the text, the one vampire was saying, We are superior to them because we are superior to them. 
essentially. And then his counterpart was saying, everything you have said is wrong. And then the uh, writer of the article was like, and this shows blah, 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 blah. But I'm I mean, like, okay, Blade. Great movie. Blade. In that, the bad guy says, because when he's in this council and all these vampires are talking about how they can make sure that the, the humans are well taken care of and remain mm -hmm. their food and whatnot. And he's looking at, that, at them and saying, and says, what are you talking about? Their food. Well, I don't care. So he's saying the same thing in a different way. Right. And in Rifts, they have a whole country of vampires that maintain humans as cattle. Right. So, I mean, saying that a, a person or a creature who thinks that they are superior to another creature makes them Nazis. So <laughs> I think that humans are superior to ants. Yes. So you're a Does Nazi. that make us Nazis? I guess. Just, does that make me a Nazi for thinking that? Yeah. Patrick made a comment, and he doesn't need to share, but I want to share something with everybody. And I got to be careful because I don't want to say any names. He got his first write-up at his new job today for uttering something at work. And I'm sure it was what he uttered was very nothing. The person who went to HR about me was offended because I said a word I can't say. And what I said had nothing to do with him. Let me tell you this story. This is, this is sad. So a friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours, uh, lives out of state is a teacher and he teaches special ed students. One of them has issues with anger and can break off into violence. And he was coming after this person who is the teacher, a mutual friend is a teacher. Let's call him Fred. His name is not Fred. And Fred, of course, handled the situation, called for help because the student was getting very violent and they had to come in to restrain the kid and they got him out of the classroom. And the kid was calling him all sorts of words, including the N-word. Well, Fred is white, not that that matters, but the kid's a little, you know, a little off his yeah. problem. Yeah. And he used the N-word. And they asked this teacher, Fred, uh, what happened. And in his report, he said, so they said, what did the kid say exactly? Well, he repeated what the kid said. He didn't say the N-word. He said the word. Mm -hmm. And uh, they put him on suspension. They said, you use the word in your report. We have a zero tolerance policy. You cannot use that word in any capacity. And they want him. And they're going to like lead to his firing. And if he doesn't apologize. And I was like. To who is he apologizing? Correct. For, for reporting what a kid said, he actually said the inverse of the kid said this word. And which, by the way, I mean, that bothers, it bothers me a little bit. I, th I think that word is atrocious and mean. There's lots of mean things you can say to people. But I find it, I almost wish they would let people say anything they want to because then we'll, know, we'll actually know who the bad people are. Right, right. Let people speak. And right, let people speak. Mm -hmm. We can decide who we want to associate with based on how they act. Yeah. But I, I couldn't believe um, that he just quoted what the kid said and they suspended him. That's ridiculous. But, academia. It's academia. His lawyer said he thinks he's got a case and they can. I would say, what state? What state? If you want to say. Uh, I th it's it's Midwest. I think, I think it was Iowa. That sounds right. But it's pretty. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Patrick says that sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean. It's like I couldn't even, you couldn't even quote somebody, you know? Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I used to like the idea of zero tolerance. Um, zero tolerance in schools is BS. There was a valedictorian that left a box cutter in the bed of his truck after volunteering. It was there as he was, he was in school and was suspended. Yeah, it's, it's just stupid. Um, That's the thing, though. 
the the reason I think one of the reasons this stuff happens more at universities mm-hmm. is because there are so many people in universities. Oh. So you need to have more people working there. And the more people you have working there and going there as students, the more they're going to be this kind of person there. I mean, it's just numbers. I tell you, I've I'm in a I'm in a community college. I teach there, and it's it's woke enough. But man, I can't imagine being in a like the school I graduated from. I don't think I could go there now. I couldn't take it. So I'm I'm glad I'm uh, I mean I'm glad I I was there when I was. Yeah, there, I, there wasn't even any hint of any of this stuff. No, I, was, I think there was a hint when I was there, but you could ignore it; it didn't matter. But now I just—I mean, I've told Joe this, and I would tell all you guys this: as a professional educator, don't send your kids to public schools. Do not. Yeah. Yes, um, power. Yeah. All this is about power. Yep. As R.H. Snow is saying. It's conditioned people to be afraid of words. Words must be presented as greater threat than actions. That way, as long as words are acceptable, their actions are okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it and it doesn't serve anybody to force um, everybody to act a particular way. To force them by law, it's one thing to have social norms that uh, people that people can adhere to or not, and then uh, associate or not with folks of like mind. When you have social norms, you can do that in small groups. But if it's forced on you by law or by uh, these things that are in school, uh, everybody has to act a particular way. And like Randy was saying, mm-hmm. you can't tell who the good guys and the bad guys are, or you just can't tell who, what kind of people they really are. Right. So, just and, uh, right. And there are folks on our side of this divide, if, if it's a divide, um, who want to enforce our way uh, to have a Christian ethno state or mm-hmm. to um, make Christianity some kind of law? That's what the Puritans are trying to do. Yeah. Nobody wants that. No, not no. really, because it's false. If yeah. it's enforced by law, people will just do it because it's the law. They don't want that will. And they'll, and when they're out in public and then in the private, they'll be different. It's, it'll, it'll just make a bunch of false people. It's not yeah. good. Did you get to read the Deadlands article? I started again. Well, again, it, it's more to change. It's one of those that I can almost. I know, I know the story, so I, I didn't know really. The story hit about him writing the CSA, uh, the Confederate States of America, out of uh, the Deadlands setting. Um, uh, he he made a good. He stood up and said, "I wanted to do this because I have certain. I have black friends, and I don't want this to be a problem. And it's my game, and I can do it if I want to." And I respect that. He yeah, didn't. It's he his game. He wasn't put to do that. The article that he's going to share, uh, Bruce asked for the share it. Um, yeah, I think that's Which one with the, he, with the, the Deadlands. Deadlands. The Deadlands one, yeah. Uh, this happened. This happened uh, 2019. Um, he he came out and uh, took out the CSA, so there wouldn't be any slavery in the game, and um, basically made it seem and also that. Took it out. He said, "Look, women." Are, I think he said in his previous books too that women were treated pretty fairly because there's some good gunslinger women and stuff, and that's true. That's all fine and dandy, but I think it's just hard for me to imagine an old west game, even with magic, that all of a sudden we're going to have mores and morals and beliefs that are exactly the same as they are today. No, you're not. 
And I mean, if you want to say they do, sure, it's magical, it's make believe. You can do that, but if you would... even want to get into that in your ta- at your table, one way or the other, right? Well, and Malachi said this, and this is why I'm not as upset. I was not as upset with Shane. Yeah, we are. He 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 respects him because he doesn't care what you do at your table, right? And it was his game, and. He can write whatever he wants, and they all can, but they don't have to come out like all preachy and stuff and act like they can make us do something. And that's where I, I was saying he was kind of the exception on this list. So, yes, he did move it forward. I don't mind ending the war, but just getting rid of the CSA, I don't know. Um, not at my table. Um, they still exist. I like that better. I like that conflict. Right. The thing is um... – or one of a concern about writing a period piece, yeah, especially when there's such a controversial subject as the um, American Civil War or yeah. the War for Southern Independence, however you want to frame it. Um, you can you're kind of stepping into potentially controversial waters. I mean, if you just pick what you're doing and you go with it, and you don't care what what your critics might say, then fine. But otherwise, yeah, uh, if he changed it based on popular demand or um, I don't think the mob changed him. Maybe he just didn't want that to be a a problem. So didn't want it to be a problem for his friends who are black. Were there people who were black that had a problem with it in the first place? Because when you play, you can or can't, or you you can choose to, or you can choose not to, or can ignore completely the whole thing. Because you're playing in the West. Yeah. Right? Essentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and if you go to the, and if you go out, and if you truly go out West, that's not really a thing. I mean, no one's a slave in the West. But you don't have to have slavery. I'm okay with that. I just think it's, um, I don't know. It just felt a little weak for me. I think he'd lost some cool conflict. Um R.H. Snow says that is what games and stories are so. That is what games and stories are so important. Anyone who grew up playing heroic iconoclasts will fight giving power to anyone. They must er- erase the heroic ideal. You talked about this once, Joe. Once they erase it, it's gone. That's kind of scary, but you're probably on on to something there. Yeah, I mean, uh, how long have we been in this dark hero trend? Yeah, where you can't yeah. have an iconic uh, uh, hero person. I mean, no, everybody poops on Superman for being a good guy. Um, and they poop yeah. on paladins a lot. Uh, that's good. Re- that's actually probably good because a lot of people don't play paladins very well. Right. But Superman is an iconic type of person. And they say, oh, he's too perfect. Well, if, if you just want to deal with him uh, superficially, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't have heroes. You can and I, this whole thing about playing monsters is, is the same in, in the same vein, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you think it's worth your time? I, I mentioned the knee jerk reaction to, right. you know, to do something in, in my, in my, in my adventure, or if I'm writing a game uh, that kind of kicks them, you know, that blaringly says, yeah, I'm doing exactly what you hate, but I don't, I'm not sure that's a good way to combat it. It's probably just, it's probably just, causing friction where maybe there doesn't have to be so what you do is you present i think if you're it depends on your game the setting Mm -hmm. of your game 
if you're making a generic uh, game, who cares? But if you if you're if your setting is important to the game, uh, if you're making a new one, and it's about heroes, then they should appear heroic in the artwork. And there's certain ways to present heroism in the art. And I think that's that's kind of lost in modern gaming, especially over at Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't get to finish your. You had a video legacy game mastering a, in relation to this. He says, "Mock the idiots or mock, mock the ideas, ignore the idiots, and game your own way." Yeah, that's probably the best. And you know, I was thinking about Drow today. Oh boy, um, it's problematic, Joe. You should not. Well, it's be, problematic. You should not be thinking about them. And, and in the, one of the article about the Drow here, they start. This is a real weirdo who yes, is. She, yeah. and she uh was talking about dark elves and drow aren't dark elves <laughs> drow are drow yeah. drow is a thing separate from dark elves right and so whatever she's trying to do there but there's a reason why they're matriarchal and they're associated with the queen of spiders yeah and spiders a lot of spider species the female of the species is bigger stronger mm -hmm. And yep. kills the men, kill not men, kills the male spiders. Right. So, I'm not sure if they went with that on purpose, or that developed afterward somehow. But it's it kind of reflects spider po politics as it is, right? Um, in a way, and it, um, it's and it's cool. Mm -hmm. No one should worry about that. Right. I agree. I agree. And of course, this I didn't get much into that article. No, it's after hard she, she she said that she wrote a 37 page fanfic, and that after going through, oh, she wrote the fan fiction. I'll put that link in the chat as well. She wrote fan fiction based on the fact that when she went through this fifth edition drow module. Her character ended up having a drow boyfriend. So she, yeah. she was inspired to write 37 pages of fan fiction. I mean, come on. That's odd. I mean, that male drow boyfriend, he's destined to become a drider at some point. So why even bother? Yeah. Oh. Well, anything else you want to talk about the no-no word? Oh, how much of it was porn? Well, fan fiction. The fan fiction. Oh, geez. Yeah. Who knows? I didn't. Once, once she, once she outed herself as a fan fiction writer in that vein, I was like, yeah, I'm out. I, there's no reason to read any more of this. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, it's coming down to the wire. I have to choose my time wisely. I'm an old man. I have mm -hmm. to choose what I do with with a little bit of wisdom. It's not right. always. It doesn't always happen. But no. No. Oh boy. Right. So I I thought that for and I thought, I thought the forty uh, k story was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see. Did we touch all these words? Gypsy was is oh. has been a big thing for a long for a while now. That yes. The word gypsy you're not supposed to use or gyp. Right. I've been gypped. Right. You say that. Oh boy. Yeah. Bad news. 
people come out of the woodwork to want to stab you in the back. Oh, sorry. That's probably problematic as well. <laughs> stab in the back. Right. But um, say, Gypsy, they had to change to Romani. Or they, they used Gypsy and Romani interchangeably at one point. And I think after, I think here in the modern era, they just use Romani, perhaps, or just some other word for that group of people in uh, um, Ravenloft lore. Mm -hmm. And I think they made them less gypsy-like. Yeah, yeah. They, they did all they could, and they gave Ma Madame Ava, she had a prosthetic leg, or she was in a wheelchair or something. And Yeah, it's they just had to completely turn it upside down. Yeah, Vistani. Yeah. Um, look... Okay, fine, but you know what? I think we're just we're too sensitive, man. In the end, we're too, too sensitive. Um, yeah. So, I just don't, I just don't care. I, I don't. I've never in my mind, the idea of calling one a gypsy, calling someone a gypsy, was never, to me, when I'm using it, I'm never thinking derogatorily. I thought they were travelers. That's the way I thought of them. You know, that was it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Max said it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of Danny Kaye. He's a performer from back in the day. And he had this whole song in one of these old movies from the 40s where he talks about being a gypsy. I, it, I thought being a gypsy sounded fun to me. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And one time I thought it was just a more organized version of a, oh, gosh, is this a no-no word, a hobo? <laughs> <laughs> is that a no-no word too which so, one hobo don't they didn't they like jump trains and travel around the u.s and live on, on the trains i'm not so, sure not a hobo. I mean, in in um in our present day yeah. in the real world certain they want to do away with certain words that diminish uh in some way people so yeah. homeless you don't want to use hobo <laughs> or whatever no people who are experiencing homelessness I mean, really? it's, yeah, I'm yeah, not, they have to torture the I'm English language really to get their point across. I'm not really shocked. I mean, I, I think I'm no. sure it's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> considering that they uh, that people want to replace the A in woman with an X or whatever in <laughs> the real world, and that we have people who can't really tell you what women are in the real world, it's no wonder that we have people wanting to shoehorn the fantasy that we experience that we play through in mm -hmm. some kind of way. It's just stupid. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Here's one. Legacy makes a comment, just a technicality. How you say a word matters. Using racial slurs to discuss defamation in a law class is a lot different than calling a person yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. So context matters. Does it matter if you and this not that I want to, but it's going to sound like if you're on the street and, and you call a person a racial slur, I mean, do they have any um, any recourse other than popping you in the face, maybe? Say that again? If you use a racial slur, is is that breaking a law? Well, it depends what? on what country you're in. Ah, okay. Ah, RH clarified. She said, yes, hobos rode the rails during the... I thought so. But I'm sure that word is bad now. I'm sure I can't use Probably. all those. Anymore. But thanks for clarifying. I appreciate it. Right. So there's a song called Gypsy from Fleetwood Mac. 
Imagine yeah. Fleetwood Mac changing their song to Romani. Romani it, would, it wouldn't work. <laughs> I know the song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Because for most of us, when we were young in the 80s, we just thought it meant like vagabond or, yeah. or drifter or, or someone who just traveled around a lot. Not a bad person. But you see some t- television shows from the 50s, the black and white ones especially. Um, they will almost invariably have gypsies in their shows being thieves and um, and uh, con artists almost all the time. Okay. Oh, like I said, it's just uncouth to do that. And of course, you can get your face busted too, which probably you, right. would, deserve, you would probably deserve. That would probably fix a lot of things if people had to be careful about how they spoke to each other. Yes. The jerk. You jerk. Cal, you jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. You want to tell them to do the things, man? Or are we going to go? Before I tell them to do the things, there's another thing I want to tell them to do. Yes. I want to suggest them do. They do. Okay. Um, None of this is to say that we should go around telling other people how to play their games or how to talk or nope. what to write or what anything anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think we're just pointing out how it's a problem if you're trying to police everybody. Correct. Um, so um, the other thing is I would say use it f- as caution for yourself mm-hmm. lest you become as bad as them. Right. I think if someone wants to wants to – uh, monitor and cultivate their game table such that they don't want to use those words and only want people that'll do certain things. Do what you want. We well, had our game them. tables. If some, if there's any sexual things going to happen, it's a fade, fade to black thing. Correct. We don't go into any detail. It's not that we don't go into gory details in combat. Almost n- none, really. Uh, people die. The monsters die. Lots of hit points are, and we just imagine all the gore. We don't talk about it. So there's things we do at our table that other people may not. Other people may get really into the description of how the organs are spilling out of their guts and blah, blah, blah. We don't do that. Mr. Blavin says, I have no intention of becoming as bad as them. I want to become much. Much worse. (laughs) The idea is not to become Puritan in the vein of trying to control other people. Nope. Just run your own table, DMs. You decide what's happening at your table, and the players don't like it. There's a door they can go out of, yeah. and uh, if they like it, they can stay enjoying the fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all right. right, there you go. I'm using the wrong one. That's the right one. Right. Very. The other good. one uh, we can't keep. We can't keep using without. Uh, at some point, if we keep using it. Max will likely want a cut of our take, which is fine because we don't take anything. We won't, he'll get a big fat check with zero on it, but that's great. Subscribe, hit the bell notification, thumbs up. If you're on uh, the podcast, listening in, uh, if you haven't torn your hair out already, um, <laughs> please um, um, follow or subscribe, whatever it is that your app allows you to do. Yes. Uh, uh, leave a review. That would be great. Let us know how we're doing. Um, and we will uh, take that into consideration. If it's a bad review, we'll read it on on the show. And um, depending on why it's bad, we might laugh. 
like we did the last one. Or we might cry. I mean, you could really be right, and my feelings could get hurt. It's possible. I'm a very gentle soul. Breathers in the last bad review. What's that? Yeah, mouth breathers. That's true. That's the mouth breathing. <sighs> all right. So let's go on to the next segment here. We're going to do a, is it really all that it's cracked up to be? Now, we're not going to do a movie. This is a segment where we revisit games, comics, movies, TV shows, mechanics, things we've done in the past. And we want to see if it still kind of tickles our fancy. Um, oh, legacy. I have feelings. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll cry. I cry real easy. Um, <laughs> so um, we're going to look at TSR D&D. And this is from me and Joe. And then uh, is it me and Joe or Joe and I's? Joe and I. Joe and I. But our perspective. This is from Joe and I. This is from Joe. I don't know. English people. You're, you're, yeah. Our. Our perspective. Because we played uh, about five levels of uh, BXD&D recently. But we're going to look through the lens of the OSE, uh, kind of focusing on TSR, D&D, and OSR stuff. Um, what did you like about it? Joe and me. Thanks, Legion. Character creation, fast. Yes, plus one. If your character died, you didn't care because you need to make another one. Right. Five minutes. Right. Which is not the case in many of the games we played after old school. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, if you make your character and you die five minutes later, it's not that big of a deal. Right. So yeah. it's going to matter still with these characters if you've played them for months and months and then you die. So it's going to be a loss. But still, it takes five minutes to make a character. For some oh, people. Look at Powder Puff stepping up for us. If you can't send money, send candy and she'll manage that part of the donations. <laughs> yeah. Except they don't have an address to send it to. So True. Can they send it a, a digital candy? <laughs> they could they can do it in chat with emoticons. Right. I'm sure there's some kind um, of candy there. It's hard to eat though. Yeah. It might stick in your teeth a little. Right. I guess one thing, another thing I really liked about the old school game, again, we're focusing more on OSC. I love the power of the spells. Oh. With regard to uh your character dying. Oh. <laughs> Somebody Martin says no, it's a big deal. <laughs> Um, I do like um, the power of the spells. They like and there you go. There are there's some electronic candy right there. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, um, right on, right on, sister. Says she's doing her part. We appreciate that. Um, biggest geek is doesn't need to get any bigger. So, um, I like the spell power. Unlike some of the other games where it was kind of especially in third edition where they're so well-defined, not that they didn't have powerful spells, but they were so well-defined that sometimes you're like, they can do this, but they can't do that. The way they worded the spells, you'd be like, hmm, that can do all sorts of stuff. Yes. So Sorry. David Guile says, biggest geek is only five minutes to roll up a new character. But what about the five-page backstory? Well. I didn't think of that. I would probably send that person to the other room to finish writing their backstory while we play the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, um, cool. t-shirt historian says I was mentioning this the other day because of how players are wearing races as skin suits and playing themselves in the 5e game. They get attached to the character like the old Jack Chick tracks. Yeah. Um 
because they're basically self-inserts. Not Blackleaf. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's really silly. Yeah. Um, but the and everybody in the chat is saying not Blackleaf. No, <laughs> not Blackleaf. <laughs> I would say that's pretty well known. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I had yeah. that I had that. I have a couple copies of that. Yes, David, that it is what he means. He means what he means by the other room is outside and then you lock the door. Correct. Please uh, exit stage left. Um did you like the spells? I thought they were kind of cool. They were. And this is the thing with when when you look at the older game and then you compare the same named spells to uh, first edition, second edition, third edition, and you see what became issues weren't issues early on, like um, illusion spells for one thing. Um, was it Phantasmal Force? I think I read, mm -hmm. and it was very, very simple. Get uh, a very simple uh, description, and none of the problems that cropped up in, uh, say, second or third edition would have if they had stuck with that version of the spell or something close to it, right. but they change, but when someone new gets the reins, they usually change some key points just to call it their own for some reason. And then um, introduce problems where they didn't exist. However, some spells you can't defend against that. They're too powerful. Probably. Mm-hmm like sleep is probably a, um, a tad too powerful for a first level spell but yeah. it but it's design you can see the wargaming element in it because you could just lay waste you can just go into a town and tell it to go to sleep and then you can rob it blind i mean legacy game master i miss saber suck spells like power word kill yeah yeah and if uh, to me if you're if you're gonna if you're not going to get a saving throw you're probably going to limit the targets a bit more than what are are described yeah. in the spell what else did you like about the about the play it was simple and straightforward yeah and we i think we i did use some movement rules that were more akin to third edition though we didn't do any aos mm -hmm. we used group group and it group group initiative groping initiative i go first ah! was very very popular with some people it was. They they enjoyed not going first and being groped first. Others not so much. Um, I think. I think for me, I did like the group initiative for speed, but I'm also, I am one of those guys that like combat to move. I like the action to move quickly. I hate it. That's why I'm a little worried about rifts if it's just going to feel too slow. But you know what? It doesn't make it bad. Maybe I just need to let it. You know, relax and there happen. is there is a thing that I um, I'm seeing a lot of commentary on, mm -hmm. and is that everything has to move at the speed of light. Fast, 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 fast. Okay, it's your turn. You're not done yet. I right. mean, why haven't you gone yet? Yeah. I've waited four seconds. Yeah, I think there's a there's a bit of that that's overblown. It um, can be too slow, like in movies where everything is slow mo. The first time you see the heroes, they walk in slow mo for ten minutes. No, I don't really care that for that. But yeah. there's probably you know a balance that can be reached. I did like, um, I did like, I did like reading the monster entries. They were so small, 
And I was like, there were multiple times like, oh my God, the session's about to start and I don't know what a ghoul does. Two seconds of reading, you're like, got it, let's go. Um, I, I really think, um, I think I just like the feel of a lot of it. The simplicity of the character advancement too was simple. Um, what didn't you like though? I mean, was there other anything else you liked? I get anything else that I would say, ooh, I liked a lot. Um, the the main things I just said. Um, what I I think what I didn't like is that. Okay, I can have fun playing any game with our group. Yes, we're because we're awesome. We're and cohesive. I'm, I'm an we, amazing DM. Yeah, good point. But, <laughs> um, and we have an amazing DM. The next time you're getting a nut shot, <laughs> pipe down. Um, so I like a bit crunchier game, a little bit more complexity. Trading hits to me is old hat, and it's kind of not satisfying. Right. It's fast. Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah. I, I agree. It's it's a little just. And now I did think it was interesting. You commented once with the spell system. We'll go to the dislikes more. Um, that when I was like, I had a spellcaster, you guys were fighting, and I was doing my best to get a spell off that you guys were doing your best to make sure he didn't. And it does, that's a, that is the strategy in old school. You can't let the bad guys get their spells off. And it's a strategy that should still persist. Yes. Um, one of the things that older games do wrong is it being nearly impossible to disrupt spellcasting. And I know that um, it was maybe a little too easy. You breathe next to a wizard in old D&D, yeah. you'll lose your spell. Right. Or they can be on the other side of the continent and all they're going to get is a minus four to hit. Right. You know, and then you, and if they're high enough level, it won't matter because your, your armor class is going to be a nine. Right. So, um, so they're going to disrupt your spell, but the idea can be carried into other games. And in, and instead of all this spellcaster almost always gets a spell off. Mm -hmm. that should be done by the party to create some cohesion so that they, they keep the bad guys off of you instead of you just being able to take a five foot step back or, yeah. you know, I mean, if you win initiative, you win initiative and your spell goes off as long as right. time is appropriate. But um, it's very, very much uh, too hard to disrupt a spellcaster in the more modern games. Uh, for sure. I mean, I don't even know. 5e has a way to do it, I think, but it's pretty rare. There's a lot of spells that just get get done. I don't know those that play 5e. It's pretty tough to disrupt, I think. Um, 13th Age, that was not a thing. Third edition was pretty hard, too. It's, even in 3.0 when they had the, what was the concentration check? Because wizards would just pump it, and, you know, I, gotta, I mean, I, I had a bad guy wizard at high level. It didn't matter what spell he was casting. You could not disrupt it. Right. You could concentration check on a one, so it didn't matter. Right. Um, but then they changed it to damage dealt and got a little more interesting, but five foot step made it pretty different. So um, what didn't you like? What things did you not like? Was there anything that you disliked about the game? And just so you know, we are going to pick it back up, but I just mean, were there things? I don't, I don't think there's anything I disliked. There's just things I didn't like as much. I mean, the level of complexity isn't a dislike thing. 
I prefer games that are a little more complex than old school D and D is, but I can't say that I don't like it. So you, you would like a little more complex complexity, something for you to chew on as a player, such yeah. as messing with resources and stuff. Um, I uh, I think I have an issue with, um, and the word was in my head and it jumped right out because I'm an old person. Um, abstractions. There's a little bit too many abstractions, I think, for my taste. And mm-hmm. that's why 13th Age rubs me the wrong way now. I've right. really, I, I don't, there's enough abstractions already for fantasy gaming in general. Mm-hmm. Um, abstracting combat to you're swinging a bunch and then the when you make your roll, that's the one telling blow of the entire of that entire round and you still might miss or not really do any damage. Uh, David Gall, I think, is answering my 5e question. He said that Randy Nichols just ready in action to shoot the caster when he starts. That's how you disrupt. And R.H. Snow looks like she plays a lot like my wife Debbie did early on. She says, this is why I like my DMs to know all this. I'm like, oh, it's my turn. I was getting snacks, which is important, which is important. Snacks are important to have. But yeah, my wife was like that, too. She would just say, tell me what I have to roll. And during second edition with Thaco, she didn't even try. She was like, just tell me what to roll. Yeah, that's what you do in your paladin. Yeah, you destroy demons. Yeah. You don't have some half demon in your party and you're like, you know, looking the other way or letting them torture people. That's yeah. the way to do it. That's the way to play a paladin. Hey, Hungar, the Starvarian's in the house. What's up, bud? Welcome. Um, how would you rate it? OSE in particular. How would you rate OSE? Probably a seven. Seven? Yeah. I think. I'm very biased because it was just such so easy to prep. Most of my preparation was Randy being creative, thinking of story elements and setting elements and cool challenges, not worrying about all the little rules and stuff. I would give it an 8.5 for something that I could just, because I could just sit down and play it. And I didn't care. Even the first couple of sessions, I'd yet to read the whole book. (laughs) I just read bits and pieces of it. Because it's like, well, we have a a huge advantage from having played various editions of DD for 40 years. Yeah. So, this is an easy to pick up game for us. We hardly have to, we just have to look at some nuances. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's if we care. Some details. And we, yeah. yeah. And and I think there were times when we just, you just made a determination. There were a couple of times you asked for input, and then we just rolled with it, and then we looked it up later. Yeah. And it just didn't, it might have been different, but it didn't make much difference. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd give it an eight and a half um, just because I think my enjoyment, but I think a seven is probably a fair, a fair score for it. What's that? What's Draco Pole saying? Draco Pole is saying worst character name, Sailbad the Sinner. <laughs> Next worst, Elvish Parsley. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. <laughs> oh, Legacy Game Masters call me a blasphemer. You must read the whole book. I have. I have read it, but not before the game. <laughs> not for the first two games. I was not uh, was not that focused. I read the basic rules. And then I, and I looked at stuff and said, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I can do that better. See ya. And this is another <laughs> advantage because we, we uh, in the Twitterverse, people were talking about um, knowing the rules before you change the rules is important. And we just got this, um, we just started playing this. But the, the, the thing is, we 
this is the game we've played forever. Right. So it's very easy to say, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. But if this was, if this is, when this is rifts. Yeah. I'm not going to be dropping. I'm not going to be changing stuff left and right. Cause I'm like, you know, I don't know if I like it or not. I want right. to see it. in play. We got to play it. Yeah. We got to play it first. And we are at least a couple of times. Yeah. And I'm, I'm probably going to play a support character. Did you see that? Yeah. Prepare to play next week. We're playing. So get ready. Um, so do you know how many people? I'm going to have at least six. I'm not going to go past eight for sure. I think I want six. So that'll be fun. More. We need more. We need to play 12 people. Dude, it's, such, it's a new game, dude. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I like six. Six is my sweet, is my sweet spot with old school games. Yeah, it's going to depend. I'm going to make um, an operator probably. Mm -hmm. And maybe a frontline person. Depends on depends on other people. Yeah, uh, Martinson, who played in our OSC game, says, as someone who never played old school, I would give it an eight. I really enjoyed it. So simple compared to 3.x. So much less crunch. Yeah, it's you focus more on on on, on the, the magic and the wonder of the game, not so much can I get a, a plus 54 to my attack roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a, that's the other thing about the old game. Uh, old school essentials doesn't really have it because it's, it's a uh, generic. It's even more generic than the D and D that we used to play. Yes. D&D yes. And all of that. Yeah. But there was quirkiness in the old game and some interesting flavor in, in the books that uh, I think lacks in the modern stuff. Yeah, we, but that's uh, that's all a taste thing. That's all. Thing. We played basic and expert uh, of Beckme, um, and OSE is more of the BX expert uh, Molbe. But um, we were quickly into AD and D. I mean, we we moved pretty fast. It was maybe a year that we played the old stuff. Um, so I think our experience was was with a more complicated version of D and D and AD and D, and so this felt really simple and light. And I like it. I mean, I'm not getting rid of it. this. Is a game I'll go to. Is that is that directed at me? Is it up to me? Yes. Tim Joe. Scott says up to you. I think he's talking to me. So it's up to me. Sweet. How should people play, Joe? Yeah, everybody should play the way I say. I have to. I'm gonna have to write it down. I yeah. can't. It's too. It's too big a thing to just blurt out. Except <laughs> in the over the next the course of the next 48 hours, watch all of my tweets on Twitter, and you will have your playing instructions. Yeah. All right. All right. Shall we move on to the chat spotlight? Um. Oh, Duke Money. He says he's finding moving to AD&D very natural. I'm assuming, sir, that you played some of the older games and you kind of or some of the newer games and you're coming to the older games. That's cool. Yes, I'm going to become Jeff Rose, uh, Jeff Rose, uh, uh, love child. Joe, can you keep it going for a second? I got to step out for just a minute. Sure thing. Yeah, so. um Let's see. I can tell I can tell you guys to do some things like subscribe. Let me find the subscribey thing here. Yes. No, that's not it. That's it. Subscribe. Uh, there will be some links in the show notes and in the video description after the fact, probably about an hour from now, hopefully, if I can get to it, um, that will have links to all resources that we've talked about. And we'll also have lots of links to tell you how you can support this fine show in a lot of different ways. I can also put up 
um, our ticker here that shows you some links. You can't, you can't, uh, this is not an audio thing. So folks on the audio um, side will not see this. It just shows some links where folks can um, support us monetarily. Um, but um, just sharing it out to your friends is good for with us if you cannot or do not want to share your monies with us. They're making some gaming plans. I feel left out. Um, we want, hey, you know, T-shirted, we want to show up on your show. But yeah. I'm, I've been working too late to get on there. This past Saturday, I didn't get home in any good time to be able to make it on. Because yeah. I know you guys, you guys are like an hour or two at most. I don't think you guys run uh, much past that. So, unless I'm I'm misremembering, well, they they usually start at five, right? Yeah. Well, five. I thought it was, I think it was five his time, but seven our time. Isn't that what it is? I could I could have it wrong. Might be. Uh, Legacy says he wants to invite us to his one of his games. He should. That would be cool. We should play. We got to play in Shadows game. Maybe Legacies. I got to go visit T-shirt because I got to I got to talk to that dude. Give him peace of my mind. No, not really. I just want to give him a which guy <laughs> T-shirt. I'm just giving him some crap. Give him a piece of your mind. I can't. I can't give him very much because you I have to dig spare. it out of your forehead like in the movie. Yeah, I can't spare very much. So um, it would be it would be bad. Yeah. Oh, he says uh, he's got a couple weeks coming. Guess what, guys? A couple weeks free starting tomorrow, so I will make time for you. Oh, we should do that, Joe. Let it's him know. A couple of weeks. I'm off next week. Randy's yeah. off next week. We can make that a uh, thing. Make it happen. Yeah. Sounds good. So Central Standard, uh, that's only an hour off from Eastern at this point, or is it two? Central, I think, is an hour, because that's what uh, Max uh, at Legion is on. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're an hour. Uh, Eastern's an hour ahead, I think. So... Yeah, 4 p.m. Central. So, yeah, we're 5, 5 o'clock our time, Joseph. Cool. Gotcha. All right. So I told them to do the things. I put up the ticker. I think I'm going to take the ticker off at this point. Yep. We've got a couple of things I'm going to toss out in the next segment to the chat again, specifically to the chat. I'm going to toss to the chat? Mm-hmm. A little chat, light, uh, chat spotlight, too, for here. Um, this is in regards to... Uh, you have the you'll have the links on there uh, from Nerd Immersion, who's a five E guy, and total party yeah, yeah. total party hundred thousand subscribers for Woo. nerd stuff. Can you believe that? He must be. He's doing something right. Doing something right. You have to watch that. And total party total party skills. You know uh, the dude. I think he might be on to something a little bit. The whole point was, and the I, I questing beast has made a video saying the OGL is forever open. Don't worry about things. But these two were both talking about some things. Here's the idea. Hasbro can't shut down technically legally the, o, the um, OGL, but they could try to do it and put it into court, put, take it to court. This guy in Total Nerd, the, the Nerd Immersion channel implied that if he First could- First link in chat is Nerd Immersion. Second link in chat is um, Total Party Skills. Uh, Total party <sighs> nostrils. But yeah. Uh, That's not kind. No. I, I, look, I, 
I like him more than Joe, but he does get annoying. He annoyed me last week. But this week he had a good point. Both of them did. If Hasbro were to, because they're, they're, they're talking like one D&D is not going to have an OGL. And if they really want to get an iron grip on D&D and stop anybody playing any version of it, they could try to withdraw the OGL, even if it's illegal. And their idea was, could they tie it up in court for a year or more and basically drain all the OGL people um, out of cash? You know what I'm saying? To where even and even if they lose, they kind of win. Well, in a way. So what they would have to do is successfully get an injunction of some kind, so that during the litigation, no one can use the license. But that's not that's not a guaranteed. No, it's El, not even guaranteed that they're going to. No, no. It's just it was it was an idea. It was it yeah. was a doom and gloom. L says you can use any OGL OGL you want, but must use the newest SRD. What does that mean? Okay, the OGL is the license to do things. The SRD is content. So the SRD contains um, generic, the generic D&D content that you can put in your game without fear of litigation. The OGL is just a, um, a gaming license that lets you use um, like mechanics, I think. I can't remember the exact difference but you don't really even need the ogl i can have a d20 system game that has armor class and all this stuff as long as i don't have like magic missile and named something named magic missile that can be considered ip in my game if i have the same mechanics they, they can't do anything about that because you can't the ruling was mechanic you cannot um mechanics are not ip like rolling a die um, and all that other stuff. Um, Because I was thinking this, and this wouldn't be bad. All right, Snow says, then we need to reboot. We have to come up with our own rules and our own content. Well, there's there's already other OGLs out there for different game systems. Yes. Right? So, and I think... Engine. Huh? The Archmage engine for um, 13th Age. Swords uh, and Wizardry has an OGL, doesn't it? I think so. Savage Worlds does too. Savage Worlds. I would imagine most of these folks that have different gaming systems that are indie games, they they have their own SRD. There's a lot. It's a it's a popular thing. At the very least, they have a they have um, like quick start guides. Yeah, a lot of folks are saying stuff is interesting. I don't know. Um, I agree. I thought they're saying, oh, "Gosh, where did it go?" You can't, Patrick says, you cannot copyright rules. You can only copyright specific literature and art. Yes. Does that mean then, even if they poo-pooed the SRD and they had nothing open for 6th edition, they tried to back off and everything else, I could um, create a game that's a D20 rolling game. Apparently I can because 13th Age did it. But they have a comment on OGL, don't they, in their book, Joe? Yeah, but a lot of people use the OGL defensively just in case they need it. A lot of people, there are people that don't, that still use a D20 rolling system. Um, would he? Um, I have a question about that. Um, T-shirt said, imagine OGL being revoked and everyone shifting their game engines over to Palladium. Symbieta would poop himself with happiness and awe. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he would. I, th I thought he was on the fan of other people. Symbieta might not, but I know the new guy. 
this question came up in um, the interview, and they're not releasing any kind. They don't. They don't want. They're not going to have an SRD or, or anything like that. And they're against that idea for them. They think it's fine for other people, but they the um, the new guy. I can't remember his name. The way he put it was like giving away the farm. So we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you can't copyright game rules. So you could switch an engine over to that as long as you made it uh, distinct enough linguistically from Palladium. Right. Uh, Legacy said the OGL is perpetual license. Right. It's, right. But the, 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 the people are saying that they might try to fight the perpetual nature of it. Mm. Yeah, I wondered if if they if let's say theoretically that they did and they won, that they were able to say, "Yep, no GL, you can't do D and D stuff." They still can't if if you can't if you yeah. can't copyright mechanics. I could make a D twenty game with attack rolls. Can I do fortitude reflex will saving throws? Character classes. I mean, I wonder. I wonder. Hmm. This, this is what we all say they can get wrecked and take their sensitivity reader with them this is old communist idea of handlers everywhere for everything never surrender correct um, um handlers for everything you got to have committees and everybody has to get told what to do you know you have a job and you have a job and we're going to tell you what your job is that works out so well. This is possibly true. Paizo would lead the charge in a class action lawsuit against Watsi. Well, their current version of the the of, I mean, I guess for one e sales that, that would be important for them to do that. Two e doesn't really isn't really. Is it using the OGL at all? It's a different game. Yeah, they, it's significantly different from one e for uh, Pathfinder. But, you know, people still like, I think this is the general consensus that folks like first edition Pathfinder better than second edition, but I could be wrong. I, I think there's more that do than don't. I'm, I'm, I would guess that from most of the polls I've seen, and especially that data on, uh, there was some data we reviewed on, granted, it was just roll 20 during the pandemic. Um, I think there was a... Um, it was pretty clear that one e past Paizo was Pathfinder was way past the others. Was way past the second. Yes, Bruce Paizo. Uh, he knows stuff that we don't. Obviously, mm-hmm. Paizo is so frustrated how people are not upgrading to second edition. You know, if I think most of us would have been okay with it had they not had their "We're going to tell you who how you can play our game" section in their in their uh, the first release of their beta rules. They said, hey, you have to be inclusive or you can't play this game kind of language. Yeah. Yeah, so, Bruce Lombardo, big division. I'd like to shout out to him because he's always pimping Big Geek Emporium. And yes. Bruce, you're awesome, dude. Thanks so much. And uh, who was it? Um, Nerd Cognito. Yeah. Did the same. Um, yeah. Somebody, and it wasn't the nerd Cognito guy. He was relating a story about Biggie Compor- about writing a game. Yeah. And a friend of his told him he should put it on Biggie Emporium. Oh, wow. So how cool is that? 
That is very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. And he was telling he told that story on on his show. The I don't know if it's the latest one or the one before. Right. Cool. Nerd Cognito. Go listen to that. Mm-hmm. He and his buddy have fun discussions, not too terribly long, usually close to an hour. They're not quite as as word vomity as we are. <laughs> well, and they talk they we focus on the RPG stuff. Yeah. We, oh, I was gonna say. We focus on the RPG stuff. Sometimes we get into general nerd nerd land, mm-hmm. and one of the general nerd things. What, what were we talking about? We're talking yeah. about evergreen stuff, OGL, and everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was getting ready to go off on a tangent. Okay. We can wait until Geekitude, random okay. uh, random nerdville to yeah. go into that. Anyway, so yeah, um, I think everything about the the potential a potential lawsuit that's a little speculative mm-hmm. but the whole monetize monetization thing that's yeah. not t-shirt we pimp you guys out on my show too thank you sir we kind of have to because we love david guile and that's where he chooses to sell his stuff right on dude david guile is cool dude i knew making david my new best friend was uh huh? was a good idea. Huh? I, I, nothing nothing i didn't say anything i said david's a good dude Thought I heard. I just heard a bunch of yammering, gobbledygook over there. Yammering <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Thanks, T-shirt. You're all. You guys are awesome. We got a great bunch of people here, man. I tell you what. All right. Um, let's go to the second question. How to get the OG, OG out of the way? The second question for the. And this is more about. This might be a subtopic of Creator Corner, as I've kind of implied. I'm working with um, a couple of guys, thinking about making an RPG. We're not thinking about it. We're doing it. It's going to happen. We got some interesting ideas. Here's the question. When making an RPG, what do you think is the best way to begin? And let me kind of set this up. Should you go from setting to one moment? Oh, sure. Cal, yes, you can get print the print version of Dungeons and Delvers at a Big Geek Emporium. Yes, sir. POD. It is available. Um, we've had an issue with one person's print, but so far, that's the only issue. Mm-hmm. All right. So when making an RPG, should you make think about your setting first, your core, mes, your core mechanic first? That is, do you want to make a fun, interesting, exciting core mechanic? Or do you want to think about it from player character creation view? Or maybe just from a central theme or elevator pitch? Uh, I want to give credit to one of our friends who at the party the other night... Um, us three that are working on the RPG, he kind of stuck his nose in and made a couple of good comments. Um, and, and I was just wondering of those four things, because I love setting. And I've always thought to make a game from the setting would be more natural. But, okay, yeah, I know I, I talk really fast. I'll okay, have... hold on. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Go ahead. I will. I will. I will slow it down a little bit. Friends. So, so we often toss, we have a few friends. We often toss around the idea of making an RPG. So where, from what point do you begin your creation? Do you, and what, what do you think is the best way? Do you start with a setting idea first and let that setting inform your rules? Or do you start with a core mechanic and let that influence the development of the game? Um, or, from the point of view of character creation. Well, these are the kind of characters that are th- that are going to be in the game. 
and they're going to be created in a particular way. And then that, then the creation springs out from there. Um, what's the other one? Or a central um, theme, just a theme. So if you, you, you know, what kind of game is it? sword and sorcery or, or maybe you're, um, maybe it is the War of the Roses RPG. You know, that's a theme. So, but that's also a setting. So it's kind of related. What he said. So <laughs> I'm going to say. Yeah. That you can use all of these to feed the others. Hmm. You can probably say, start with setting and get some idea on how the characters are going to work and then get some idea on how the core mechanic is going to be. And then you go in kind of a circle or a figure eight or however you want to conceptualize it. They all kind of, once you get to a certain point in your development, they're probably all kind of working that way. I have to be careful as a, as part of the, my two partners are definitely working hard on the mechanics. I will have more input when the setting comes in. I'll want to have some things to say. Um, if you're not making a generic game, I would say, and I'm going to agree with Darth Theak here, if you're not making just some generic RPG, then your setting is going to inform how your rules are likely going to work. Yeah. Um, R.H. Snow, she's a writer, right? She had a setting first, wanted to create a game from it. I already had the central characters from this. Oh, from a series. Okay, so she's written several books. So the rest was fairly straightforward, but I needed so much help giving the rules. Yeah, and I do. I have that help. I've got people that are quite um, quite adept at that, I think, doing that part of it. I Part of me, part of me is I don't care about the rules. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's weird to say, but... Um, I'm not a player often. I think the players need the rules to be able to feel like they're having, you know, making their character and doing their thing. But for me, eh, I don't care. I, I want the setting to be cool. Now I do. I would like the rules to be reasonable, but I don't get all worked up about using one rule over another, one type of rule. I'm trying to understand this thing from legacy game mastering. Yeah, he's putting some. He started back here. Uh, he says, "At biggest geekus," and then this long string of text. Yeah. The contributors grant you a perpetual, worldwide, royalty-free, non-exclusive license. Perpetual. That's the clause that makes it um, supposedly impossible for them to um, do away with it. Oh, he said, "Sorry, the copy was bad." So yeah, right. Right, so yeah, it didn't insert where the spaces where they needed to be, but that's in regards to OGL. I believe he was doing some research. Right. Thanks, dude. Um. Oh. Let's continue with what we're we're doing. But yes, um, <laughs> nostalgia bait pisses me off too, because it gets so many people to buy D. Oh, we're buying D and D because it's D and D and. Uh, whatever it's their it's their thing it's their decision to buy anyway yeah where you start i agree with the setting first if you're not doing generic rules and with with, your, with what you're saying there you don't care about the rules maybe you should just write a setting and then worry about the rules later yeah i have one developing already i was working on before and come together with two of our buddies and we're pretty serious about making this game um 
So are you using any ideas from the setting I was telling you about? Yes. Highmere is, is kind of where I'm working from. Um, absolutely. Uh, so I, you know, I'm, I'm doing this as part of, as part of Biggest Gigas. I'm not, it's not Randy Nichols doing his own thing. So you definitely get credit if you want a little input, I'll let, let you know, but I want to, I want to set some things up and bounce it off the guys, but currently I've got to finish my adventure and I've got to get big geek con squared away. So these two are taking the bull by the horns. Um, R.H. Snow said she has a, she hired help for a first module. Is is that done, R.H.? Uh, can, can it be purchased? Um, yes. Yeah, 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 pimp your stuff out. Yeah, pimp it out for sure. I'd love to know. I'll have to check it out. I'll read the books and I'll check out the module because I love to check out people that got level heads and are gamers for real. Not part of the, what is, nerdarchy, nerd cognito said, sparkle troll nation. <laughs> Mm. So yeah, while we wait for that, um, yeah. But I, I, I guess I've always wanted to have a. If we're going to publish this thing, we're going to need an elevator pitch. But that may not be where you start from. You just no, no. You even if you have an elevator pitch when you mm -hmm. begin, yeah. it might change over time. Yeah, true. So, um, but but you can have one. I yeah. think you can definitely. If you have a blurb that's in your mind about the game you want to make, write that down and start out with that. And if it holds, fine. If it doesn't, you, you might have to change it a little bit. Yeah, I think um, I think for me, I just want, you know, it's, it's going to be fantasy. It's going to be a D&D &D type game. Um, but I think uh, I think we've got some ideas already that are that are looking to be moderately or pretty original. Actually, I won't say moderate. I think it's pretty original. Is it going to be uh, closer to uh, medieval fantasy or sword and sorcery? Because there's, there's some difference. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be sword and sorcery. Right now, I don't know. That's up in the air. Um, some of my rules, um, system and star, says R.H. Snow. That's the name of your games? The Weird West Cyberpunk Adventure. System and star. That's that's the game S and S, right? Okay. Oh, cyber. Oh, Weird West. Cyber. That's cool. Okay, I'll check it out. Um. Okay. So yeah. Legacy. You guys watching Troll Lord going ham on the open D and D concept? I'm not sure what you mean. I know that they had some words and they were. More along our thinking than the 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 mob thinking, I believe. Okay. Ah, yes, I saw something on Twitter, where uh, where um, they accidentally put a or they put a an abbreviation that they were being teased about, but um, yeah, they want people to use uh, castles and crusades to make their games. Do they? Man, that's what it looks like. That is that is something else that I need to we need to play it then, because I, I I do like Castles and Crusades. What I've read, I like it. So, um, I guess I'm confused. They're calling it open, open um, D and D. Well, there's um, one D and D and open D and D. Okay, and I'm not sure what the relationship is. I just saw it mentioned. Um, 
Is that is that something connected? So that is connected directly to troll lords? Open D D? No, no, no. That's okay. just the thing I'm confusing uh, people are talking about. But well, they're talking about you know, it's it's chat, so different things are getting bounced around. But um open D D, I think it's just another name for one D D, maybe. I'm not sure. I oh. think I think it might be people calling for it to be called open D D, like um uh, a lot of other things. Um your OGL is open gaming license. Okay. All right. So let's get RH Snow's stuff out here. She said it's on drive through. It's the first foray out. We are still brand new. We have a character book, Purgatory Papers, and as a series, World Guide. Okay. And as a tie to the module system and star. Okay. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to suggest mm -hmm. that you can also, as long as you're not um, um, exclusive, if you don't have the exclusive thing over at um, drive through RPG, you can also list it over at Big Geek Emporium, which is our our store where you can sell PDFs and print on demand if that's what you want to do. Though I'm um, I'm not sure I'm as enthused about that as I used to be, mainly because I see that if we take a cut and we use Lulu, you could just go make a Lulu account and sell it yourself and save some money. But uh, definitely. Put your PDFs up on Big Geek Emporium. Right now, we're not taking a cut. Nothing. Yeah, I, I lowered our cut to nothing. Wow. For the for the rest of the year. Nice. So. Ha <laughs> ha. That's <laughs> funny. I would love to list with you. Eee. Great. Do that. Join us. Be fabulous. It will sell your Join stuff. Us. Yeah. Um, and I want to chant Imhotep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. El got me. He said, uh, nerd immersion video. He had open D&D in his thumbnail. Maybe you should watch the video you talked about earlier. That does help. If you, I watched about 18, 20 minutes of it, but I must have, it must have just flew over my head, dude. So my bad. What is he complaining about? Uh, I missed the phrase open D and D in the video. I didn't watch it all. He's telling me to do my homework. And as a teacher, I can't really get mad at him. <laughs> Don't be nervous. RH snow. It's all good. I'm sure you make really good stuff. We're not worried. Yep. You know, if you get uh, reviews that are critical, you can use those to make the, your products better. And if they're PDFs, you can just edit them and send out a new version. So yeah, take a deep breath. Yeah, and relax. Yeah, and we get them on Biggest Geekus. If you're in the mood, maybe Joe and we've been wanting that in the new year have a uh, different uh, people creators come up on the show. If you'd like to be on the show, we're going to be asking different folks to join us. You're welcome to do that. We'd love to have you. So anybody that gets on Biggest Geekus is friends of ours. Big Geek Emporium. I'm sorry. Okay. So basically consider all four aspects, setting, core mechanic, and create character creation and go from there. That's the that's the advice we're getting. Right. Okay. Oh yes. And Miss Snow, I mean your picture is a woman, so I'm I'm assuming your gender. <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. if you're a writer and you have ebook, you can put that up as well. Yep. So yeah. Absolutely. I don't have any yet, right? And it's it's a download platform, so 
you can put anything that's downloadable there, including a book. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I am a girl. Okay. Your assumption was correct. Well done. But yes, um, if you also have um, literature, book, mm-hmm. put it there too. Yeah. What the heck? We man? have uh, 3D printables. We have um, gaming PDFs, uh, um, monster. Yeah. Um, what do you call those? What are these? Paper, what are paper minis, STL files. Yeah. yeah. That's a 3D printable file. Right. Yeah. yeah. So STL files. We have those. We have uh, paper minis. Um, I have all kinds of things there. Cool. Excellent. All right. I think that's all I had for the chatitude. All right. Going to big geek, random geekitude. Okay, what I was getting ready to say, interrupt you very rudely with, is there's this um, thing about Henry Cavill. Oh. You know, The Witcher and Superman. I've heard a lot about him this week. Right. So, um, he's no longer The Witcher, and he's no longer Superman. How perfect. So, it all happened within like a week or two or something like that. It's, It's hard to tell precisely how these things work out. Um. It's interesting that he got a lot of crap from his co-stars. Mm-hmm. And so he was asked to leave, and which right. worked out well because he did ex- decided to accept a gig to go back on to Superman. But then the guys over there decided they're going to go back in the day and have a younger version. So he's not welcome there anymore. Yeah. So, But what's also interesting is he's got a 40K thing in development. And apparently he's a huge... Warhammer 40k nerd and uh, dev, in, in general nerdy. So the only black mark on that, and David Gall mentioned it earlier, it is going to be on Amazon. Well, what is what, what else is he going to do? I know he's got to do something. in the biz. He's got to do something. Yeah. Um, t-shirt says uh, the rock is no longer black Adam. Yeah. And, and they're kind of doing a retro hit piece. Now, some of the people he worked with on Witcher because they're writing it. I mean, from people that are fans of Witcher, they said the Witcher show was nothing like, um, was nothing like uh, the actual books. And apparently he was not down with that. He was constantly complaining and they said he was so hard to work with. Why don't you actually respect the IP? That'd be an idea. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, I think a lot of the heat that he's taking from his co-stars is that he was insisting that they stick to the the, the canon from the book mm-hmm. and they got annoyed with it. Plus he wasn't, maybe he's not woke like they are, but he's an actor. So I'm always expecting them all to be somewhat liberal. Well, and who cares if you're liberal? It depends on if you're willing to make everybody else liberal or if you're just content with yourself. Yeah. But, um, Right, L. I, I heard about that too. Yep. Um, Witcher writers hated the books and the games. So again, they took an IP that lots of people liked, rabid followers. Right. And they made it into tissue paper and <laughs> pasted it over the story they wanted to tell, which right. was, um, which was, um, what's the character's name in The Witcher? Geralt of Rivia. Where, where Geralt, who was the main char- character, became a guest star. He was yes. hardly ever in it. 
Okay. Clarity from R.A. Snow. The book series is Watcher of the Dam. The companion TTRPG is System and Star. Okay. Watch we don't get a lot of traffic on Big Geek Emporium. Right. So don't expect a flood of money, but we are you are welcome there to put your book series. You're welcome there to put your any of your downloadables. You are welcome. <laughs> See what David said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought you were going to say make it into tissue paper and wipe their That out. too, just like our government does with the Constitution on a daily basis. Yeah, you know, like I said, we don't know Cavill, but I'll tell you what, he's got a lot of goodwill to fans. I heard several guys say, you can make a good point that his movies, I thought Man of Steel was good. I liked Man of Steel. Uh, Batman v Superman was pretty much poop. The first version of Justice League was a big mess. The four-hour uh, Snyder cut was better. Um, but he's got a lot of goodwill to the fans. He looked good as Superman. He acted well. He was great. He was right up there with uh, who plays Wonder Woman? Gal Gadot. I liked her as Wonder Woman. Those two were perfect cast. And I think that Wonder Woman 3 is out, no longer going to be made. They're rebooting it all. I can't fully blame James Gunn. Um, he comes in and you got this hodgepodge mess of a DC universe. But I will blame him on this. Punt everybody else, but you keep Cavill and you keep Gadot. You can punt everyone else as far as I'm concerned. The Rock I liked as Black Adam. I think he had the look. I didn't think it was all that great of a movie. Kind of, but at least it wasn't stupid woke. Yeah, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four bombed. It was poop. It yeah, was poop. it should have. It should have. It was horrid. Yeah, yeah. The man. Yeah, I saw poop. some uh, reviews and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Wonder Woman, and um, they picked a good actress to do the part. Yep. But. To be honest, they can find someone else to yeah. do her easier they, than, I mean, yeah. they can replace her a lot easier than they, than they can replace Cavill. I think so too. Uh, L says Momoa was a good Aquaman. He was satisfactory. I, I don't think he was great. His movie was okay. Um, Patrick says something. Patrick Demo says this, and I heard this. I heard him say it from his very mouth. Cavill defended fans by saying they aren't toxic. They're passionate, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. So he's got enough star power that he can weather this storm. Yeah. And apparently he's not squandering his money like a lot of other folks do because he owns uh, the 40K uh, movie license. It's not, yeah, he's, uh, he's, oh. well, he's like producing, maybe writing. I can't remember all of the different roles he's uh ways he's involved but he owns the license the one the the blurb i read said so so right um yeah i thought um but back for the movies i thought man of still was good the first wonder woman was good there was some there was a little some little too much Supergirl pal stuff and a couple of comments but as a movie it right was, it was still excellent it was excellent. it was a good i didn't like the end fight scene as much I thought it was poorly put together yeah and her comment to the secretary when the secretary says, I do, I, all, all I do is what he says. Yeah. And she makes some comment about mm -hmm. totalitarians or something. And I'm like, your mom was queen. Everybody did what she said. That's all that they did. That's, and you have that comment. It's dumb. 
and they just wanted to put that in to like give the needle to dudes. Women don't uh, have to do what men say. Blah. Martin says he's producing and not writing. Is he? I, also I couldn't star? remember. Is he going to star? I hope he's in it. Yeah, he's going to be in it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, um, I thought, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have they're I mean Cavill and Cavill is kind of a modern version of Christopher Reeve. Yeah, right. Kind of. Dude, dark. He, I thought Reeves filled filled the suit okay. Yeah. Well, monster, dude. dude he's a. Yeah. Have you seen any of the Mission Impossible movies that he was in? I saw one. I like those. Even even five six, I enjoy them. Whatever they are, four or five. Some were better than others, but yes, I saw the one he was in. I know he's in one. I don't know if he's in more than one. Yeah, I think he's in at least two. Yeah, okay. I like. I him. think. I think he's good action star. He's just a good. He's good all the way around. And I saw him. He went to. I was called Warhammer World over in England. I saw a video on that. Dude's legit nerd. He plays Warhammer hardcore. He's put up videos of things he's of minis he's painted. So okay, I see. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. So that's really cool. That's like um, the writer, um, Monster Hunter guy, Gun Nut. He's not just a gun nut. He's a total nerd. He he paints minis. He plays D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. um, can't oh, remember his name now. Lucy Game Master says uh, he was just in the one, Rogue Nation. Oh, okay. I thought he was he in two. I thought he died in it too, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the seventh and eighth one's being filmed now, and I want to watch it. Yeah. As much as I'm not a big fan of of um tom cruise mm -hmm. the mission impossible movies even though they like which was the one with the mo motorcycles they did uh -huh. kind of the motorcycle jousting i thought that wasn't very good yeah. but some of the later ones are all right. larry korea yes thank yeah. you uh rh um larry korea yeah. he's a huge nerd he has a podcast too writer dojo um, writer dojo you should listen to it if you are an aspiring writer yep um i do think tom cruise you can say you can pick at him and you can say he's this or that. And he may not be the greatest guy. I've never heard him poop on fans. Who? I've never seen Tom Cruise poop on his fans. In fact, at the beginning of Maverick, he makes a comment that they made it for the fans and hope we enjoyed it. So, and it was, it was, and it wasn't the greatest movie, but it was fun to watch. I enjoyed it. It was compared to what we have been getting. Maverick was awesome. <laughs> so, I didn't, I didn't see that. I think it's, it's worth your time. I, anytime someone gets excited about a movie, I'm like, Prepare for disappointment, but you're you're so hard to please, dude. Well, <laughs> dude, how many how many movies do we hear about that were like, oh, they're gonna do this so good, and then you know yeah. they don't. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, any reports from Geekland from you? What's Big Geek Emporium got cooking? I just here? The, the the biggest thing I, I think I just said we went to zero on commissions. Oh, and the second biggest thing is we're about to have RH Snow stuff. Yes, that's that's going to be news. Yes, that's some news now. I mean, unless I'm unless I'm wrong, I think she's about to put her stuff on uh, Big Geek Emporium, and I say awesome. So, um, nothing on my end yet, uh, but my adventure writing has started. That's cool. I'm going to say this too. I'm starting. I'm going to say it. If someone has a video production that they want to put up on Big Geek Emporium, I don't see any reason why we can't. If especially if it's just a downloadable, I don't know about playing it because that will take up a huge uh, amount of bandwidth. But if you have 
a, like a cartoon or a short or something like that that's nerd uh, adjacent related. I don't see why we can't have it since we're talking about movies. Yeah. Play. <laughs> this is too funny, Flady. <laughs> I think it's as regards to what you said about bad movies. After years of a great Dane shitting in your mouth, a hamster turd looks appetizing. <laughs> you kind of said something like that. Not as crude, but right. you, were saying, you were saying after so much garbage movies, it doesn't, right. you know, a movie, movies are being called great. Like Maverick, they're calling it a great movie when it's just an okay movie, but it's so, yes. but it's, but it's free of all the nonsense. It's a breath of fresh air. That's the best way to put it. What's up, Joe? Shove a YT video on Big YouTube video. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I could. I've thought about that, but I mean, I, I, I would rather save the bandwidth for someone who has an actual creative, you right. know, like a little short thing that's, you know, you and your buddies are in costume and you're acting out a D and D thing. That's fine. Or a cartoon that you've made on, on whatever program. That's all cool. Mm -hmm. um, comics. Yeah. We can support David Gall says we can put comics up there. Yeah. Uh, Lulu. Not we can do print, but that's not very cost effective. Comic printing through Lulu, unless you're doing like a, a graphic novel sized thing is very much not worth it. But uh, for uh, electronic version of a comic book, it's fine. Now, T-shirt, want to get in here? He wanted to remind us: don't forget all the first guys, first female action hero, first black superhero, first Asian superhero. Movies did not exist until 2020. <laughs> oh, and then you put sexuality in front of all those things. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know so the there's some the bandwidth is YouTube because we can link to it or embed it, but I know there's going to be some resources that are used by the site. I think I could be wrong. Lady, there's a there's a video of Flady doing Shakespeare in college. I want the link. All right, let's do that. We'll charge a dollar download. Right. When you can get it for free on YouTube, I'm sure that'll go go over well. Bruce Lombardo of Dick's Division says Pathfinder One E outplays and outsells PF Three over two to one. I thought I heard something about it, something similar to that. That sounds like truth, so I'm just gonna believe it. <laughs> I don't want any corroborating evidence. I don't want any links. I'm just believing it because Bruce said it. In fact, I'm gonna perpetuate it. <laughs> Well, dude, what do you think, man? It's time to boogie on out of here. I'm a tired old white dude. That's what I that's what I think. I don't want to keep old white dudes up, and that would be us. So thanks to everybody for showing up. It was good to have uh oh R.A. Snow. She was new today to the to the chat, and it was good to have those people. Uh have her and other people. Of course, I'm tired, I can't even talk. Joe will have all the cool links uh, so you can support our show, give us money, but most importantly, like, subscribe, tell all your friends, and as Joe likes to say, and your enemies about us. So anything else, brother? I don't believe so. I think that covers it all. Okay, well, this is Randy. And this is Joe. And remember, if you can't be big like us, you can be geeks like us. Thank you.